1: What's up fellow fantasy managers, welcome back to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. My name is Jake Crumpler and it's the weekend, so as always, I'll be taking over for Bubba as the host of the weekend editions of the podcast. You can follow me at Jake Crumpler on Twitter and can find all of my work at CrumplerBaseball.com. Let's dive into everything baseball-related from Friday, July 28th. We'll start it off, as always, with our transactions, injuries, news, and notes from around the league. Our only IL placement was catcher Jonah Heim landing on the 10-day IL with a left wrist tendon strain. The injury seems pretty serious. Heim will attempt to rest and rehab the tendon and hope to return and play through some pain. However, if he's unable to play through the pain, he will require surgery and be done for the season. Mitch Garver is expected to take over behind the plate in Heim's absence in Texas. In terms of transactions, the White Sox traded starting pitcher Lance Lynn and relief pitcher Joe Kelly to the Dodgers. In return, the White Sox received minor league starter Nick Nastrini, minor league reliever Jordan Leisure, and outfielder Trace Thompson. Lynn will enter the rotation in need of a change of scenery, while Kelly will be a back end option, but likely won't factor into saves for the Dodgers. Outfield fielder Aaron Judge of the Yankees was finally activated from the 10-day IL after a near two-month absence. The 2022 AL MVP has finally returned. It's unclear if he's back at 100% with that toe, but he survived a rehab stint and walked three times in his return to the bigs. The White Sox made another trade on Friday as well, sending relief pitcher Kendall Graveman to the Astros. This is the second time Graveman has been traded to the Astros in the last few years. In return, the White Sox received catcher Corey Lee. Graveman will likely be a middle reliever for the Astros, but this move opens up the closer role on the south side for the time being. In the first game, without Graveman Kelly and Reynaldo Lopez, Gregory Santos was the one to notch the save. Santos is the closer of the future and now might be when the future begins. Second baseman Jorge Polanco of the Twins was reinstated from the 10-day IL. The switch hitter missed seven weeks with a strained hamstring. He returned and started at the hot corner, indicating that he may be acquiring new eligibility in the near future. Edouard Julien's hot month has shifted Polanco to third for what seems to be an indefinite period of time. It'll be interesting to see if he sticks over there at third base. And lastly, starting pitcher Mike Clevenger of the White Sox is expected to be activated from the 15-day IL today. The right-hander has been out since mid-June and he'd be in line to face the Guardians in his return. And before we look at the notable performances from Friday, do you want to make some money making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick 2-5 to players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST, P-I-T-C-H-E-R-L-I-S-T, one word, all caps, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. So you have some bonus cash to start playing with right off the bat. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com or Underdog Fantasy in the app store. Sign up with promo code PITCHERLIST and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. You must be 18 years or older, 19 year or in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in the state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply Concerned with your play call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in New York call one 877 hope ny and in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9789 now we can take a look at the notable performances from Friday a day in which we had a full slate of 15 games we'll start it off with our hitters leading off with Lars Nootbaar versus the Cubs as he did all he could but the Cardinals went home with the loss he went two for four with a pair of solo home runs he scored twice and knocked in two runs he's up to 10 home runs on the year both of his home runs traveled at least 400 feet with an exit velocity of at least 104 miles per hour and Noobar was all of the offense for the Cardinals on Friday as his solo home runs accounted for both of the runs the Cardinals scored on Friday. An early June injury landed him on the IL but since then he's rediscovered his power stroke from June 19th on. Noobar has batted 278 with six dingers and a 138 WRC+. The left-handed hitter has been consistently hitting in the top four lineup spots giving him plenty of run producing opportunities around Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. On the year, Newt Bar has even thrown in some speed with seven swipes thus far. Newt Bar is just 55% rostered in Yahoo Leagues and should be getting more love with his power, speed, and discipline combination. Abraham Toro also had a big day in Atlanta. He went three for four with a home run while knocking in four runs. It was his second home run of the year and it had an exit velocity of 106 miles per hour. Toro was just recalled earlier this week and has already gotten off to a hot start. Prior to his promotion and subsequent outlashing of offense, Toro was batting 288 with six home runs and five steals at AAA. However, that was only good for a 106 WRC plus due to the offensive environment of that level. The most interesting part, however, was that he was exhibiting great plate discipline metrics, walking 11% of the time while striking out less than 16% of the time. If he can transfer that patience over, it'll definitely play. At this point, he's likely not much of a factor in fantasy, but if Toro can can stick in the lineup, display the power he showed on Friday, and the discipline he showed in the minors, he could become a deep league ad. And lastly, we've got Brandon Lau in Houston. He went two for three with a run, a home run, three RBIs, and a steal for the combo meal. He's up to 12 home runs and five steals now. Lau is in the midst of another semi lost season, plagued by injuries and underperformance. However, there may be some hope on the horizon that he can start tapping into more power. Not only is Lau barreling the ball more than 11% of the time, but he's also pulling the ball more than ever and hitting the ball in the air at the highest rate of his career and while that strategy is likely to keep his batting average comfortably below 250 it's a perfect recipe for hitting long balls since returning from a month-long il stint in early july Lau has been on a tear since independence day he's batting 273 with three homers and a 155 wrc plus while striking out less than 18 percent of the time that bodes well for his production across the board and if the balls start flying over the fence more often because of his pull heavy fly ball approach we could witness a full return to form for the second baseman. If he can stay on the field, Lau will be one of the best power producers at the Keystone position in the season's final two months. But if you'd like a breakdown of the notable hitting performances on Friday, check out the Daily Batters Box article over on PitcherList.com. Now we'll head to the mound and look at the notable starting pitching performances, opening with Grayson Rodriguez versus the Yankees as he helped the Orioles to a win, tossing six and a third scoreless innings. He allowed just three hits and two walks while striking out four. He racked up 12 whiffs with a 29% CSW and his heater was coming in one and a half miles per hour hotter and was his main weapon in this one, inducing eight whiffs and 33% CSW. Grayrod didn't have the best first impression earlier this year when he struggled to an era over seven after entering the season as the most hyped pitching prospect in baseball he's looking to change perceptions of him in his second big league stint rodriguez absolutely dominated the minors in between big league stints pitching to a 1.69 era with a 36.5 percent strikeout rate across seven starts and since returning the strikeouts haven't stuck but he's pitched more admirably than before he may have been dropped in a lot of leagues following his demotion and could be ignored because of his inflated era but he's a pitcher that should be raw in most 12-teamers. Rodriguez lines up to take on the Blue Jays next time out. Braxton Garrett also pitched well on Friday, tossing six scoreless innings, allowing just five hits in a walk while striking out six. He induced nine whiffs with a 35% CSW across 94 pitches. His velo was up across the board and his slider did most of the work with five whiffs and 50% CSW. Garrett is an underrated pitcher, quietly having a fantastic season. While the ERA remains over four, it comes with a sub three XFIP, and some other enticing metrics getting into those metrics, Garrett's got exceptional command, walking just 3.9% of the batters he's faced, placing him inside the top 10 among starters. He's also great at getting ground balls with a 90th percentile, 53% ground ball rate. And lastly, Garrett's a CSW monster with his overall 32.7% CSW ranking third among starters with at least 100 innings pitched. He trails only Cy Young candidates, Spencer Strider and Shane McClanahan in that category. Nick just gave him a massive drop in the rankings because of Arsenal changes that have come with mixed results so it'll be interesting to see if this start changes his mind in his next rankings garrett is scheduled to face the phillies in his next start and lastly, we've got Tuki Toussaint versus the Guardians as he earned the win, tossing five scoreless innings, allowing just three hits and a walk while striking out four. He induced 14 whiffs with 34% CSW across 84 pitches. Toussaint's curveball was great in this one with the hook inducing eight whiffs and 38% CSW. He's been used as a swingman all year going in and out of the rotation, but this could be the start that gets the White Sox to consider giving him an extended look as a starter. Outside of a fantastic ability to force ground balls, there's not much enticing about Tucson's profile, though. He's a sub-20% strike on arm that walks more than 15% of the batters he faces. It's not really a recipe for success. Also, PLV is not a fan of his at all. He's one of the worst performers in PLV, and he's rarely had periods of success throughout his career. He gets the Rangers next, and there's absolutely no way I'm starting him there. But if you'd like a breakdown of every single start from Friday, give the Plus Pitch Podcast a listen and check out Nick's daily starting pitcher roundup over on pitcherlist.com. Now we'll head to the bullpen and. Look Look at the relievers that got saves and the closers that pitched outside of save situations or blew their saves we'll start with the saves guys kenley jansen got saved number 23 pete fairbanks number 13 Yimi garcia got saved number three as jordan romano was removed from a save with an apparent injury with just one out to go so garcia got the save after getting just one out gregory santos got save number two he was the first one to get the call in the absence of the veteran relievers that were just shipped out so he could be the closer of the future trevor may got save number 10 and what may May be his last one before he's traded out of Oakland. Paul Sewald got save number 21. Rizelle Iglesias saved number 19. AJ Puck got save number 16, and this may be his last one with Robertson now in town. And Craig Kimbrell got save number 17. Albert Alzolay got save number 12, and Alexis Diaz got save number 31 as he's tied for the major league lead in terms of closers to pitch outside of save situations or below their saves. Felix Bautista pitched the top of the ninth with the game tied and earned his sixth win upon the team's walk off in the bottom half. Scott Barlow blew the save in the ninth but got bailed out in extras. Yoan Duran on the other side of that game allowed four runs in the 10th to blow the save and lose the game and bail Scott Barlow out. Ryan Presley gave up a run in a tie game in the ninth and ended up taking the loss. And lastly, both Adam Ondovino and Brooks Raley pitched with a four-run lead. But if you'd like a breakdown of the notable relief pitching performances on Friday, check out the Daily Reliever Ranks article over on Pitcherlist.com. And before we look forward to today's games, we're gonna take a quick break.
0: to sign up for your trial today.
1: Now we can look forward to Saturday, July 29th, a day in which we'll have another full slate of 15 games. My matchup of the day is Taj Bradley versus Hunter Brown. Both of these teams are fighting for playoff spots, and Bradley and Hunter Brown are both bright young pitchers that have been pretty solid this year. In terms of probable starters, we've got four guys in the auto-starts tier, including Aaron Nola in Pittsburgh, James Paxton in Boston, Bailey Ober in Kansas City, and Hugh Darvis versus the Rangers. Our probably-starts tier has seven guys, and that's where we'll find our straight of the day in Johnny Cueto versus the Tigers. He's looking to have another second half run like he had last year as he's controlling his fastball beautifully. I'd also keep an eye out for Brandon Fott versus the Mariners. That lineup isn't too scary and Fott was pretty solid in his return to the majors. In terms of hitter suggestions, I would go A's and Rockies hitters in cores. The A's are sending Paul Blackburn to the mound, so target left-handed hitting Rockies and the Rockies will be sending Chris Flexen to the mound in his Rockies debut. So I'd target left-handed hitting A's A's hitters, And I'd also keep an eye out for Twins hitters versus Jordan Lyles, who is 1-12 on the year with a 6-plus ERA, so there's got to be some left-handed hitting Twins guys out there that could be a boon to your offense on Saturday. And lastly, we'll close things out with our relievers to watch, and we've got just one. Albert Alzulai has pitched in three of the past four. Four days, so Mark Leiter Jr. may get the shot at the save in the ninth on Saturday. But that'll do it for today's episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure to head on over to pitcherlist.com to check out all of the great articles and features we have on the site, including fantastic player pages and daily DFS suggestions. Join PL Pro to gain access to the Discord to interact with pitcherlist staff and members of the community, as well as to utilize the in-season tools to help you win your leagues. That'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. You can follow me on. On Twitter at JakeCrumpler. Tune in tomorrow and every day for a new installment of the podcast. And make sure to enjoy the day as we are blessed with another day of baseball.
0: This has been the first pitch podcast
1: brought to you by pitcherlist.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do
0: by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at pitcherlist.com slash plus.